0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, there's a lot of things going on in the news. Big stories. Are they distractions?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the, the biggest story, obviously, is the, the tragedy that took place in a Presbyterian Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, yesterday morning. Uh, three little innocent children were, were taken from us by a, a lunatic and three adults including, I guess, the principal of the school. And uh, it, it just doesn't, uh, these things don't make sense. You know, we always try to rationalize things, even the most bizarre things. It's our nature, I think, as humans to kind of mm. figure out why did they do that. And these things are totally out of the norm. I mean, uh, these were innocent little people going about their day like they've done, year in, year out, and this monster comes into the school and destroys them, and uh, it, it, it is so tragic, so tragic. But
0: we've so politicized everything that the left, and I don't like to say the left, but it's, let's call it what it is, they come in accusing right away. In other words, there is no grief, there is no sympathy, there is no, you know, just time degree for the, the the families of the lost yeah no, no 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 this is a Republican problem Trump did it because he had a rally
1: yep. Whatever. Uh, yeah they didn't waste um, much time at all I, I within an hour they were criticizing the gun laws in the state of Tennessee they were criticizing the Republicans they were, uh, I mean, the first one I heard say something was Jill Biden. You know, the first lady was out there. I haven't got anything to say beyond words. Um, they were on that issue instantaneously. Uh, and it, in my opinion, it's not the weapon that's the, the problem. It's the mental illness. It's the disease, probably the disease in our society that's the problem. Look at. You, you know this, Bill. I, I, what, I love to play uh, first-person shooter games like Call of Duty, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a grown person, and I know exactly what it is. It's a game. It's a video game. But I can't help but think that young minds, young impressionable minds, can't be damaged by these things. They used to have... Uh, Uh, warnings on the boxes, you know, for mature audiences kind of thing, almost like a movie. Um, I don't think they're there anymore. Probably not. And we've gotten so graphic
0: with the games. I used to do the sub chase thing and, uh, you know, uh, you would actually, you could play a game that would go on and you'd send your sub out on a hunt and you'd go to school and you come back and your sub is still out hunting, you know, and it would update you that, okay, you got, but you, you saw that you sunk a ship. You didn't see some guy's face getting splattered all over the place sure now you do but even though you you still know it's a game but we've taken this gruel gruesomeness thing from movies and everything oh yeah and put it in the video games and oh it's fun it's fun it's fun but at some point in time you know the the difference between sanity and insanity is a fine line that we walk every day it's like walking a tightrope at what point in time playing those games watching those games cuz I'm
1: I'm big on this
0: is, do you cross that line and you fall over to the
1: dark side well they used to when I was a kid uh, never show blood if a guy got shot he'd grab his chest you know and fall down and that was it yeah. but somewhere along the line they they learned that with special effects they could make things look incredibly realistic and they couldn't help themselves in Hollywood they started to show Initially, it would be a quick cut of someone getting hit in the face and blood. You know, it was graphic but quick. But now, they will hold the shot for a second or two, so you see it. it mm-hmm. They've gotten worse and worse and worse with their uh, their gratuitous violence.
0: Well, yeah, you can't even spot the effect anymore. I remember watching a movie back in the '80s called The Scanners, and I won't get into the detail, but basically, you could scan somebody's head and they'd resist so much their head would blow up and everyone's oh well, that's cool and I'd sit there with the VCR and do it frame by frame I'm trying to see go, how they did oh, it. oh that's how they did it okay looks cool all together but when you see it frame by frame eh, so what not anymore um no more you know well the yeah uh, the the AIs in the world of uh, taking care of all that the stuff they do with uh,
1: special you know, effects I mean they can yeah. they can literally with uh, CGI Just but to me that's like
0: to me that's like a sex scene in a movie. I'm sitting there going, What does it have to do with the fact that uh, you've been you've been hired by somebody to go out and kill somebody, so you're gonna go out and have some gratuitous sex, you know. And it used to be in the old days when they would do the gratuitous sex, you would see, you know, the guy and the gal in the room. And then the shot went outside. It might have been a silhouette through the light, and the lights went out, and you heard the waves of the ocean crashing, and that told your mind, oh, okay, I get it. you know what they did, yeah. And then, you know, the scene was the next day, but there was nothing there, you know, and and that's great because now when they do all of that, I'm going like, so some lazy writer had no idea how to fill three minutes all right, let's get her down to her yeah, skibbies. That's a director. Yeah,
1: that's the director who did that. Yeah, and the yeah. direct. Trust me, the directors will say, "Well, instead of implying it, let's show it." What you know? And um, it, it is a distraction. It takes away. How many great movies did you enjoy when you were a kid that was shot in the '40s and the '50s? Some even in the '30s. That they never. I mean, they in, in the '30s they used to show a couple going to bed, and they had to be in two twin beds. That's Dick how, they, Van Dyke. They, that's exactly right. That was the Hayes Law, the Hayes Rule they had in Hollywood, where they really uh, came clamped down on censorship. You know, in the very early era of film, people don't realize this, but they were pretty pornographic in some in some areas. People don't realize that back in some of the silent films, they would show oh yeah uh, they would show more than they should have shown. And that's what forced Hollywood to cl- uh, clamp down on on what was going on. Actually, it wasn't. Uh, it was Washington that forced Hollywood to start the Hayes Commission, and the Hayes Commission really censored everything. That's what. All of a sudden, couples were going to bed in different beds, and uh, everything was implied. But back in the '60s, things started to loosen up again. You know. We started to see more violence on television. Uh, people were were being shot, and you could see blood as opposed to just them grabbing their chest. You know, I was watching a new a new show. Uh, mm. It's called uh, Rabbit Hole, stars right. stars uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty good. They have the first two episodes out now. Girlfriend told me about that. She says it's great. It is, but the thing is. Uh, like a lot of shows nowadays, they don't hold back on the effects. You know, a guy falls off the building. When In the old days, if someone fell off a building, you would hear a thud or you'd see him land in a, a roof of a car and you'd, you wouldn't see the graphic scene. But in this show, when a guy falls off the building, he falls and he hits the concrete and you see an incredible mess. And I'm thinking why do we have to see that? What what made the director think, "Oh, we got to show this, even if it's only for a few seconds, we got to see the mess." Another scene they they use now is uh, and it's it's in a lot of films is when somebody will come out of an alleyway, for example, thinking that they've got away on a, on a running chase and get hit by a truck. It's a, it's a surprise to everybody. You'll see the guy go out into the street, and he's running, and he maybe he's waving by and all of a sudden, bang, a truck comes out of nowhere, and the guy disappears from the screen. Uh, that's an effect that Hollywood loves to to use nowadays, and it's in rabbit hole. And, and the uh,
0: interesting thing about these effects, and we probably ought to move on, that these effects are more graphic than when you see death in real life, if you've ever had the unfortunate, uh, uh, to be unfortunate enough to see it. You know, you see, I've seen a man fall from a building one time, a construction worker, and it was, I was a kid and it was graphic and you know, everything, but I didn't see splattered blood, boom, pow. Mm-hmm. I saw a guy, you know, with the the big bucket of the, the, the concrete, you know, and everything. He reached out to grab and somehow there was some slippage. He dropped down. And then he went down, yeah. and I saw that, and I, I saw him hit a beam, and that was it, and down to the ground. But I didn't see what you see in movies.
1: And Ho- I was Hollywood still, makes you know, it. You're right. Still traumatized. You're right. Hollywood makes it worse, and Hollywood has got a fixation on violence. That this gets back to the school shooting th- thing. Uh, I th- that I think uh, to some impressionable minds. Uh, makes the situation almost unreal. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. if, if you're an impressionable, uh, immature and maybe mentally sick person and you see violence on television all the si- all the time, and then you does it do you translate that? You know Is the real problem not the gun, but the fact that we have been in a, a society that promotes violence all the time? Yeah,
0: it's like getting a sugar fix or a hit. You know, if you, 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 it's a drug, and now you you crave more, and all of a sudden, that craving that you got Mm -hmm. needs to be satisfied more, and you take it to
1: the next and the next and the next level. You know, what's the final level? We we talked about this uh, before the show started, and I I really believe this is necessary. Um, I believe that schools should have armed guards in every single school building. They should be psychologically evaluated. They should be well-trained and well-armed. And they should have a station that is like a mini police station. Give them a room. Mm-hmm. Give them a closet. But they have all the communications necessary with video cameras. And And it's because we do this for our money. We do this for our cash. Banks have armed guards and have cameras everywhere because we're protecting our cash. Why can't we protect our kids that way? You know, the
0: interesting thing, too, is, you know, you have the guns. I, I know the, the one the, in this school district where I live, you know, they put in the, uh, the, the metal detectors and everything to scan everything. The funny thing was you could come in through the back, through the cafeteria in the back parking lot and you don't get scanned on that. And the the other funny thing is they have all of this, and they've had gun uh, scares at that school many times. and I'm going, well, why didn't the gun scanner get they come in through the back? No, we didn't have a guard that day. No, we don't have a guard that day. See then what the hell do you have all the other stuff for? why you know why even waste your time if you're not going to bother to sit there and follow it through all the way through
1: it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me if they had a guard at the entrance, like if you had a road going into your school property, have a guard at the beginning of the road. I mean, everybody who goes onto a campus should be screened for a weapon. You know, we we go into an airport and we have to scan to get on an airplane. Why the heck don't they protect our children that way? I don't believe it's the gun. You can't keep pointing toward the gun as being the problem. The problem is, uh, I think, our society and how we value things. We, we mm. value money, we value certain things, but we don't seem to value. We talk a good talk, but when it comes to protecting our kids, we do nothing. You know, we send $120 billion to fight a bloody, ruthless war in the Ukraine, a country that most people can't spot on a map. If they took that $120 million and they gave it to the schools for, to uh, build a security system for every single building on their in their towns, that would change the whole scenario here. We wouldn't have school shootings. But we keep talking about it, and then we don't do anything about it. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I I could go on and on. I mean, yeah, you can, and I could too. But um... you know, I I want to play something. Terry Moran is uh, on ABC. And he's been around for a while. And these guys don't even mask their political affiliations anymore. They just, you know, if they're liberal, they're liberal. They let you know. Yeah, they're not really news people. I want you to hear how he reported uh, the shootings yesterday in tennessee
2: oh, that is police chief john drake of nashville who is briefing reporters on the deadly grade school shooting in nashville at the covenant school there this morning uh, the police confirming uh, six dead three children one eight years old two nine years old and uh, three adults including katherine kunst who is the head of the covenant school uh, the police chief uh, also said uh, that the Shooter has been identified as 28-year-old female. Audrey Hale said she's a former student of the school and confirmed that Audrey Hale was a, identified herself as a transgender person. Uh, at State of Tennessee earlier this month passed and the governor signed a bill that banned transgender medical care for minors as well as uh, a law that prohibited adult entertainment, including male and female impersonators after a series of drag show controversies in that state.
1: Okay, so what does the last part of that report have to do with anything? Absolutely nothing. Other than to possibly give some justification for what happened? It's the state of Tennessee's fault because they banned drag shows for children? And for transgender health care, or whatever the heck he said at the very end. These people are part of our problem in our society, the Terry Morans. These are not uh, people who are neutral. These are people who push a a narrative. Is he married? Does he have children? I have have no idea. I have no idea. Or
0: is he just sitting there taking this storyline because it might push his career along?
1: Well, he's been around for around twenty years, uh, Terry Moran. Uh, Terry, well, he moron. needs to go away. Terry Moran. no, he'll he'll be applauded for his in-depth reporting and probably be given a, a Pulitzer for his work at ABC. Uh, amazing. Twenty-eight years old. Uh, this this young woman, and she was a young woman, you know. Uh, she can go through all the transitioning she wants, but. Uh, She'll always, uh, if you have her DNA tested, she'll always uh, be a woman.
0: Yeah, she's always going to be what she was in the beginning, and she'll be that until the
1: end. I have a question. This is something which I was thinking about this morning. She was trying to uh, transition into being a a man, and was she taking uh, testosterone-enhancing drugs that maybe might have changed her mood or her thinking? These are things that... People haven't really, I don't think, thought through with these uh, therapies that they're giving young people. I mean, you give people a lot of uh, testosterone-enhancing drugs. Does that affect your, your, your mood, your anger, your emotions? Do you, do you think less rationally because of this stuff? I'm just asking the question, but I don't think anybody has asked that question. well
0: i would say that the testosterone could be a factor because it makes people violent whether it's male or female testosterone does that you know it's part of the male dna and that's uh, that's been proven uh we go back to our little discussion earlier about the video games she's of that age in the, of that era yeah. that would be into all the gaming stuff and maybe with her life she slipped over that that fine line of right from wrong sanity yeah. to insanity and she she slipped over into the dark side then you add the testosterone and let's say that there's you know uh, drugs that change your chemistry it doesn't change your the, the fact that you're a male or a female but that's what a doctor says to
1: do and then you're going well I'm depressed doc oh take this one here yeah. you have to be so careful about what you put into your system and I don't think we are anymore do you ever notice how and I have friends who are doctors, and I'm sure they'll back this up, but some doctors will just casually prescribe medicines to somebody. There's no real check on their their blood uh, you know whether they can handle it uh, everybody reacts differently to medications and this woman I'm sure she was probably taking medications. You know, she had a manifesto, by the way. I should—I know I'm kind of jumping around here. She wrote a mm-hmm. manifesto. They found it in her uh, apartment, uh, and it was quite detailed. They won't release it. And I'm wondering, why won't they release this manifesto as to why she did what she did? She's got to re- – they've got to do this. They've got to release it. If you're going to release the video and they show video, uh, you can go online right now and see her driving into the parking lot like she's an employee – finding her parking space, then she saunters over to the front door, and then she takes her rifle and she shoots through two glass doors, which, by the way, sets the alarm off. But that doesn't do much good, friends, if you haven't got someone there to protect the children. It just tells you that somebody's here. You know, what? Do you, you have a bunch of little kids. All of a sudden, they're nervous wrecks. The teachers, are. I'm sure they're nervous wrecks, too. They've heard the gunshots. Where the heck are the the security people? I mean, yeah, the police, by the way, they showed up in record time. God bless them. And this time, unlike the uh, Uvalde shooting, Mm -hmm. uh, they they didn't hesitate. They went in and they took her out as fast as they could take her out. And, uh, you know, you don't want to see anybody die. But I'm sure if they didn't act as quickly as they acted, there would have been many, many more deaths. Yeah, and,
0: you know, and I hate to say this, but if she would have lived... And then you know, all of a sudden, there would have been this story and that story, and the touchy feely hearts, and all of these things. And you know, she she was a threat, and an endangerment at the moment, and that's what you have to look at. And you can't look back. You know, uh, we can look back now and go, "How did we get to to this point? And what do we have to do to correct it?" But we are in a messed up society, and it's it's going to get worse, and just
1: if be she were. If she were, uh, let's say she were a MAGA. She you know, she had a, a red baseball cap on when she went in, and the media, when they saw that, they immediately thought, aha, it's a righty, it's a conservative, it's a MAGA. I say that because when they had the press conference uh, and they announced that she was transgender, uh, there was almost a gasp in the media, like, oh, there goes that story. Well, I guess we'll have to think of something else. You, you mentioned about the the narrative continuing when that guy ran over the gr- dancing grannies back at Christmas time mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, when they found out that the guy who did the murder didn't fit the storyline that they wanted out there, that story withered on the vine quicker than the worst grapes, you know it was gone. And you know I, I still wonder how you know
0: to me, Two big stories happening all in the course of 24 hours. There's another one out there we haven't talked about yet. Uh, I always find it interesting. Stories tend to crop up like this when there's something bigger out there that Uh, they don't want you to know about that they want to hide. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? It's almost like this person received a phone call where they might have heard three or four keys. <laughs> it was a and, movie. And they were programmed to go do something because who the hell knows? Maybe it, maybe it was programmed into a, a game that
1: they play. You know, there was a movie back in the late 70s uh, yeah. re- directed by, I guess, uh, Don Siegel starring uh, Charles Bronson called Telephone. T-E-L-E-F-O-N. telephone, And it was about Russian agents who were put in our country. They had been Brainwashed in Russia, and then they had been deposited, you know, into the country, snuck in. They became part of the the landscape. They acted like they were your average everyday, everyday people, next door neighbor. Hi, Charlie. How's your lawn today? It's great, you know. I mean, they they were just uh, perfectly programmed. But what would happen is every so uh, when the key moment would happen, a phone would ring. They'd pick it up like they were answering the phone, and they would hear. I guess a verse from a Robert Frost poem or something. And that, whatever the line was, and I forgot the exact line, whatever that line was, was the trigger. And all of a sudden it was like they turned on a robot and they would go out and do something atrocious. They would become like assassins. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we laugh at stuff like that, folks. We think, oh, that's a movie for Pete's sakes. How many things in movies have become, re- have become realities over the years? Things that we thought, we that can never happen. All of a sudden, no, oh, well, I guess we do have that capability right now. Even things as simple as ray guns. Remember when we were a kid, you know, Captain, oh, Mid- yeah. Captain Midnight, someone would pull out the ray gun, and we think, oh, boy, that's something, you know. Uh, it's like a big flashlight, but then you find out as years go by, they got them, laser weapons. It's it's a ray gun. You call it any, you know anything you want to call it. It's it's a ray gun. Yeah, uh, it, it
0: starts with imagination, and the 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 old line is, if somebody can think it or dream it, somebody can make it. Yep, exactly. And uh, so anything that you've ever conceived or thought and going, well, that's kind of cool, but that'll never happen. You know, like you, you sit there and go, well, how neat would it be to traverse the galaxies? But, you know, you would have to go many times the speed of light. Well, now there's a guy that designed an engine. Uh, they have Tesla, or Tesla, Tesla, um, uh, Musk. Keep mm-hmm. getting everything mixed up. But anyway, I guess they had him pictured by this guy, but there is some validity to the, the engine that it will go not quite but almost the speed of sound, which means that if that, uh, I mean light, um, if it can go that fast and it really has no conventional propulsion that you would talk about mm-hmm. in fuel, uh, that is something out of um, Star Trek or or the old days of the old movies. I used to watch uh, those old space movies, Ooh, yes, Captain which Mid-Niger. I was always fascinated yes. with.
1: We only bring up that bit about the movie Telephone because it does seem like a coincidence that every time there's a uh, something happening that's uh, really uh, going the wrong way for certain people in Washington, there's a major catastrophe that becomes a, a national distraction. While and, they reset. Exactly. Now, you mentioned another thing. We should talk about this. Uh, I didn't even realize this happened. You brought it to my attention this morning. It happened on our border. This time it happened in Mexico, but you said it was right down the, right down the street. Yeah, it's
0: it's the uh, what, what do they call this time? Mexican me Immigration
1: Center, that. I guess. Yeah, uh, it's the uh,
0: the the migrant detention center. Yep. Uh, in uh, Mexico, which is right there on the border. At, at the time I saw, it was like 34 people dead. Then it was 37. Then it was 39 when we were checking it before the show. So, who knows? How it happened, why the, you know the fire or anything like that? And so I'm thinking it's actually a US made building there that's right there at the borders where they process and detain. But why did that just why would something like that just catch fire and catch fire
1: where the people can't get out? Why couldn't they get out? Were the doors chained? You know, what was it to stop them from getting out of the building? Thirty-nine right. people died. There were a lot of people in this building. You can't tell me that they didn't try. I mean, I'd we, find if
0: the building's on fire, I'm going to find a way to break through something and get out. Yep. If you have your choices of way of dying, probably want to go in your sleep, you know, but um,
1: burning up is not one of them. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Two major distractions within a 12 hour, 24 hour pe- period. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the terrible shooting in Nashville, and then we have 39 people dying in a fire right on our border. And by the way, they probably wouldn't be in the detention center if they weren't trying to break across the border. Somebody stopped them. They had done something. They wouldn't be in the area if it wasn't so attractive for them to try to get across our border. Well, so
0: far, just while you're talking about that, roughly 300 suspected terrorists have been caught crossing the open border in physical year 2023. Friends, this is 2023, and we are, you know, almost to the end of March. So three in three months, we've wow. gotten uh, about 100 pers- uh, people each month, the ones that we know about that we've detained. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, Bill, you so, know, a lot of them are Chinese. Mm-hmm. Some why, People say these people are coming across because they want a better life. They're coming across from Central and South America. No, no, no. They're taking airplanes and flying across the Pacific Ocean. That's not cheap, by the way. And they're flying into these countries like Mexico, you know, and then they're probably renting a hotel for a bit, and then they're they're walking across our border. Why? What are these people doing? You know, they say well, many of the people, most of the people across the border are military-age males. Mm-hmm. You got to wonder whether we're importing an enemy army. It does make you wonder. It does make you wonder what the agenda is.
0: I don't know, but, uh, I do know this. It's a scary time. And you know, we talked about, uh, we talked about uh, the war machine yesterday and we don't even have the ball bearings or the ammunition to sit there and sustain a war against China alone, uh, let alone China and Russia together. And, um, China's got money, uh, I know a year ago we were going, oh, they don't have money and this and that and this and that. But we, thank goodness, thank goodness that the United States made some bad plays under the Biden administration. They've got cheaper fuel. they got plentiful fuel supplies. Um,
1: they've got everything. We've got. Yeah, everything. I know. I know. And we forget about Iran. They said last week they were just a couple of days away from being able to create a nuclear bomb, nuclear weapon. So those days have passed already. You've got to think that Iran probably now has the capability to attack at least neighboring states with a nuclear bomb. They're bragging, by the way, that some of their missiles could hit us. So that's part of the goal, too, is to take down what they call the great Satan. That's the United States. And don't you think for one second, if they can't create an intercontinental ballistic missile that has some legs on it, uh, they and they can stick a nuclear weapon on it, they won't try.
0: Well, you know, uh, they they fire car bombs at us all the time. Yep. You, th- you think they wouldn't sit there and fire and nuke at us? Absolutely. And what would we do? Would we, you know, you think about that. They, let's say, hit New York. Kiss it goodbye. A lot of them, stuff on the East Coast is gone. Are we going to sit there and blow them off the map? That would be, oh, you know, all the songs like bomb, 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 Iran. But in reality, are we going to do that? And what are the consequences if we say, okay, that's it, guys. We're taking you off the map. Is the world at large going to let us get away with that? Or yeah. are we going to be bringing everybody into nuclear war? So then we sit there and go, oh, we can't do that. we got to back off. I guess we'll just – it was nice. New York was nice while it was there.
1: If I were writing a story about taking out New York, I wouldn't do it with a, uh, a, a missile strike. I would have probably shipped in the parts years ago, and I probably would have put them underground in an abandoned subway. Uh, they have a lot of abandoned subway tunnels, oh, by in yeah. New York. And I would have just assembled it, and I would let it sit until the right time comes. I wouldn't, this, if I were writing a story... Uh, I would, and I think that's what worries me now. I think, I think that there could be things like that that are happening in our country, and we just don't know. You know, there's a movie, by the way. Was it Some of All Fears about yeah. about uh, a bombing? I guess a nuclear bomb that was shipped in in a uh, a vending machine from. On a, it was shipped in on a on a boat. I think it was in a vending machine, like a Coke machine or something, and. All the chemicals had to come together. But it was all right there in the vending machine. That was the nuclear bomb. It went off in this movie. You probably remember it. It was written by Tom Clancy and uh, starred Ben Affleck. And it took out Baltimore. And that kind of thing could happen at any time in our country because we're not as diligent as we should be. Our priorities are all messed up. We have people in Washington who are thinking about their own self-interest and not the interest of the country. You know, people don't like Donald Trump for a lot of reasons, his ego, uh, his hair, who knows. But Donald Trump went into Washington as a self-made billionaire. He didn't need anybody's money or favor. He just wanted to go in there and fix stuff because that's what he Mm -hmm. does really, really well, friends. He did it in his business, and he does it. In his political life, too. And the guys in Washington who went into Washington broke and became rich on politics, they didn't like having them around. And they sure as hell don't want to back in. No, they don't. We
0: built this nation in a way that it is so vulnerable with big, big skyscrapers. It's beautiful, you know. But everything has, you you can build a beautiful mansion. And 100 years from now, it's, it's piece of crap. Well, same thing with this infrastructure. We you know, we we've never built anything last, but we have so many targets here that even if we maintain and we implode a building and put a new one up, you know, maybe we need to quit reaching to the skies uh, with how high we can build these buildings and be a little more practical about about things and how they are uh, spread
1: out. Perfect example is the World Trade Center 2 beautiful buildings I used to work in New York and they were brand new when I was uh, working in New York they had only been up for a few years I think they were put up in 1970 and I was working in New York in the late 70s they were they were really showpieces side mm-hmm. by side the twin towers everybody came to see them they were indestructible my god if you ever saw them if you ever stood at the base of the world trade center they had to be indestructible because they were they were huge And they were so vulnerable, and we didn't know. We didn't know how vulnerable they were. They were taken down, what, in in less than two hours? Two huge buildings destroyed, and there are people, and we won't go into this right now, there are some people who believe there's more to that story than we've been told, more as Mm -hmm. to how they came down. A lot of people will never understand how number seven, the building across the street, Suddenly came down late in the afternoon. It didn't have any, no, no one hit it. You know, they're, they're trying to say that uh, pieces of uh, the tower landed on the building and brought it down, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot to this story that we just don't know. And, uh, but no, we don't. And, you know, we
0: are vulnerable. Who, who owned the building? Who, who?
1: Who suffered the financial loss, or was it we, the people? Well, well, I mean, the guy who owned the building got insurance. He had insurance on it. He had millions and millions of dollars. I can't think of the guy's name. I did know it at one time. But there are stories that he had just renewed the insurance, like, within weeks. He made made his money back on the loss of the building. Where did that money come? Well, the insurance, but, you know... I have a question, Bill. Do you think that women told the truth about anything in the last 50 years no absolutely uh, no do we have the do we have the exact details of all the major incidences that have happened to our country in the last 50 60 years
0: no I am not even sure that we walked in the moon
1: I mean we can go back to the Kennedy assassination
0: did, I'm did, did sure was, that it, that, uh, was it one there was one shooter um, I couldn't tell you how many shooters, but I could tell you this: I think there's more than meets the eye there, because I think that Kennedy was um there. There were people that weren't happy with
1: what he was doing. I mean, and, uh, we know the the mafia in Chicago who helped to get him in. Sam Giancana's mafia, they helped yeah. to get him in. He, he had to carry Illinois, and he got Illinois because the mafia made sure he got it, and. He turned around as soon as he was sworn in, and he, he appointed his brother as the Attorney General, Robert. And one of the first things they announced that they would be doing was bring down the, the mafia, La Casa Nostra. And that mm-hmm. went over like a pregnant pole vaulter in Chicago. So some people think that the Chicago mob had something to do with the assassination. Other people think that it was Fidel Castro and his men that might have had a hand in it. And then the third in the trifecta is that the CIA may have been involved with the assassination. So there's a lot of storylines that could be uh, addressed, you know, and so do we have the full story? John Q. Public sitting out has been told one lone wacko went up to the sixth or seventh floor, I forgot which floor, I think it was the sixth floor of the Texas Books uh, Depository, took out his Italian sniper rifle that he got I guess via uh, mail and uh, took him out at 150 yards mm-hmm. And it was supposed to, it was supposed to believe it okay yeah. all right yeah anyway I do think that we're intentionally distracted as a country uh, I don't know whether it would happen in Tennessee is one of those distractions it sure seems like it's it's a coincidence and and what happened on the border in, in Mexico that happened what overnight bill? I, I didn't, uh, I, you know, I'm gathering it happened this
0: morning, you know, sometime yeah. because I got up about five, I turned on as a breaking news. And I was going, what's this? And I, and I thought, wow, that's bad. But you know, uh, and I was, you know, I was more interested in looking at the, uh, the shooting cause I saw that last night and I said, well, this is interesting. We got two major stories going down and, the, the stories by themselves are tragic. Right. But it just seems that we get these tragic stories. And every time we get these tragedy stories, it always happens at a point in time to where we're, we've taken it, it, it focuses uh, our attention on them. And then all of a sudden, we find out that something else slipped through the cracks that they didn't want us to see.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, what, what else is going on that they don't want us to see? I mean, could it be a distraction because maybe their case in New York is falling apart and they don't want people to be talking about that that disintegrating case against uh, the presidential candidate? President Trump was on TV last night on Hannity's program. I haven't gotten any audio from it be, uh, because it was uh, past my bedtime. <laughs> but I did see it. And President Trump looked... Uh, He looked thinner. He looked much more serious than he normally looks in an interview. He had a determination in his face. He looked a little uh, shallow. His cheeks weren't as full. Maybe that's just because he's lost uh, uh, some weight. But I also think that maybe what's happened to him is wearing on him. People have said, you know, no matter how rich you are, how successful you are, no matter how strong your defense is, when people are attacking you with unfounded lies and accusations like he's been attacked, it wears on you. Mm-hmm. It, it, it touches you. And uh, I couldn't help when I was watching the interview thinking that it's, it's had an effect on President Trump. But uh, he seems determined. He said, you know, if I wasn't running for anything, if I wasn't running, uh, this would never have happened but because I'm a front runner they are trying desperately to interfere with the election he's not he's never quit if you look at his history bill no he's never done he's that he's never quit he never quits anything he, even when he had business problems back in the late 70s early 80s where he some of his businesses went bankrupt and i can remember reading in like time magazine as a kid thinking oh donald trump he's in trouble he turned it around and he all of a sudden took a failing business and made it a really incredible business because he doesn't believe in failure. He doesn't. And end- you, yeah.
0: And, and that's the way you have to be in life. I don't know. You know, there's still a long way to go. I mean, I'm pulling for the guy. I mean, I'm behind him, but the, he's, he's got a lot of opposition out there all from the left and, uh, from the deep state. And it's not going to be an easy road to home. You know, it's interesting. Um, uh,
1: Biden is getting a pass. Uh, Biden has so many more classified documents than President Trump. And President Trump talked about that in the interview, too. He said, I have nothing. He's got, Biden's got, he said, some astronomical figure like 1,100 boxes or something like in his house in Delaware of mm-hmm. classified documents. And Biden's getting a pass. Why? I don't know, but uh, Senator Mark Warner, Democrat from Virginia, he asked the same question. Listen.
3: Oh, I want to just follow up on what you shared with us when we spoke back in January when you were very frustrated uh, that the administration wasn't sharing more information about the classified materials uh, improperly held by the current president uh, when he was out of office and the former president. Mm -hmm. Um, You've been briefed. Any more clarity on this? Any further information?
1: we need more information about these documents and more importantly we need to make sure that what the intel community has done to mitigate the harm, and we're still in conversations with the Justice Department. The, the administration's position does not does not pass the smell test. Uh, we've got a job not to go into the legal ramifications, but to make sure that the intelligence community has done what's right. And we've got some additional tools. We can restrict some of the spending. Uh, we're in active conversations with the Justice Department, but we've got to get those documents. Okay, so that's, that's not a Republican senator speaking. That's a Democratic senator, which mm-hmm. says that your side is, is weakening a bit, uh, President Biden. Uh, if, if the friendlies are starting to look at you, as opposed to the, the enemy, <laughs> uh, uh, things aren't, uh, aren't going your way. So might you get a distraction when you have things like this happening? You got to wonder if things get worse are we going to have more distractions. Well, yeah,
0: you got to wonder that. You got to wonder if maybe there's something that they're 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 foreseeing that's going to be dropped on them that they want to have people focused uh, another direction
1: while they try to clean it up. I would sweep put, a lot under the carpet. I wouldn't I wouldn't put anything past these people. Another interesting thing our dollar we're talking a lot about money. Our money, our value of our money, Uh, with all that's happened, you know, our fuel prices have gone up. Uh, We have become much less of an oil-producing country than we were when President Trump was in office. We were self-sustaining on our own fuel when President Trump was in office. And Biden immediately stopped that process. He stopped drilling in our, own, in our own country, and he started relying again on foreign fuel deliveries. He just uh, really upset the apple cart, so to speak. Well, it's hurt our dollar. Our dollar is diminished. And the Kenyan president, William Ruto, urged his constituents who, quote, hoard U.S. dollars to get rid of them as fast as you can. This is uh, Kenyan President William Ruto. He speaks with an accent, so listen carefully. For the people who work numbers, I am giving you free advice
3: that those of you who are holding dollars, you surely might go into losses. You better, you better uh, do what you must do because uh, this market is going to be different in a couple
1: of weeks. You hear that? I'll, I'll kind of decipher what he said. Uh, he said, yeah, if you have dollars, you've been saving them, you better think about getting rid of them as soon as you can because the money market is going to be much different in mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks.
0: We've been hearing that for a while. And, you know, you look at uh, Janet Yellen, every time she says something, uh, a it's cryptic but b it's never what she says it's going to be it's not all it's not all roses and 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 cherry blossoms that she paints the sky to be uh, we're in trouble financially I, I think we've got a bubble that's about to burst and it's going to burst big time it's going to bring down the real estate market it, it, you got a uh, hundred thousand dollars in the bank it might be as good as a dollar in Zimbabwe you know,
1: when you have Janet Yellen, the Secretary of the Treasury, get out there and talk about social problems—I mean, talk about reproductive rights—when she should be talking about about uh, the dollar and the mm-hmm. stability of banks, I'm sure she does that. But I mean, she—what was she doing, for example, two weeks ago, shaking hands with uh, uh, Zelensky in Kiev, in the Ukraine? Why would she have to go to the Ukraine to reinforce Biden's trip? Literally, Biden had been there like a week before and promised money. And then the next week on a different trip, Janet Yellen flies over. And instead of talking about how we can make our dollar stronger, she's talking about giving more money to the Ukraine and and reinforcing the uh, trip that Biden had just had. Well,
0: I got to wonder, is there any way that we can sit there and fix
1: immediately
0: uh, where our dollar's going because of the way our our economy is structured?
1: Yeah. Every time that Joe says, go ahead. Actually, President Trump was asked that very question last night in the interview, and he said he can fix it. He said, absolutely. He said, trust me, he said, a lot of our economy is based on oil. So what did Biden do? He messed up our oil situation. He gave yeah. our reserves away. He stopped our drilling. So all you have to all you have to do is come in back into into office, open things back up again, refill the reserves, start drilling on your own soil where you have more oil than any other country in the world, and become self sustaining again. And it will the dollar will come back because the oil prices, the prices at the pump will come down just like they did when he was in office last time. Yeah, they will, but
0: Biden is, is hell-bent on crashing it. He's talking about, well, we've got the biggest economy ever, you know, and he's he's wanting to brag about it and his legacy. His legacy is poop. I don't know where we're going, but, uh, hell, Disney just did a major layoff yesterday. You know, we're yeah. talking about we got more jobs here and there. You know, Amazon's laying off, Disney's laying off, all these major corporations are laying off, you know, and uh, the mom-and-pop businesses, he killed those. Right off the, you know, right out
1: the chute. What did we have a couple of years ago in the Northwest? We had riots, right? We -hmm. had riots in Seattle, riots in Portland. And the Democrats applauded them. Oh, yes, burn the cities, riot, loot, do whatever you have to do, mess it up really good. So did it have an effect on the economy in those states? Well, let me tell you, Walmart, Walmart is closing a bunch of stores in uh, the Portland area. And also, they're, they're closing Cracker Barrel. Listen to this report from a TV yeah. station. This is a TV station in Portland.
3: We saw several people stop by this location, as well as the one in Tualatin earlier today, only to realize they're both now permanently closed. Cracker Barrel fans in the Portland area say there are many reasons why they love it. Some people say it reminds them of home. We moved here from Georgia five years ago, and Every time we traveled up and down on the east coast or wherever we planned to stop at a cracker barrel some say it's the store with unique items that brings them in
0: you could buy a gift for almost anybody for anything you know <laughs> it was just really I, I especially like their cards they had a really good selection of cards good funny ones and-
3: and for others, they say it's all about the comfort food and hospitality.
2: I liked their food. I liked the way they treated you. I liked every, just about everything they served. So they, and I liked some of the candy that they had too.
3: So many of these regular customers say they were shocked to find the restaurant's doors locked and these closed signs posted out front on Monday. Cracker Barrel confirmed it had permanently closed its restaurants in Beaverton, Tualatin and Bend.
1: It's really sad and really surprising actually.
3: Some people say they did notice some changes recently to the menu selection at a Portland area store. In the last few months they took off one after, after another of the menu items that people really Blood. In a statement, the company says it was unable to overcome the impact the pandemic had on the business. And people say they're sad to see Cracker Barrel shut down three more locations in Oregon.
0: I'm going to miss
3: it. According to their website, the Medford location is now the only one left. In Oregon live in Beaverton. So young Kim Fox 12, Oregon.
1: Okay. So they're blaming it on the pandemic, but that's nonsense. You know, that's not the reason there. They would never come out and say, well, the reason why we're closing our stores is because we've been threatened. People have come in and ransacked some of our businesses, especially in downtown Portland. And uh, we've lost millions of dollars in revenue. No, no. Uh, they would, they would of course blame it on the pandemic and I was mentioning Walmart stores. Uh, they're pulling out of the area, too. You've got a lot of stores that are closing down. And, you know, I hate to see Cracker Barrel
0: go. Some people go, oh, you know, it's, they, they they make fun of it because of the kind of place that it is. But it is uh, comfort food. It is a nice place to go sit down and have a conversation and, and have some nice food, you know. And I liked it. Bob Evans was one that I liked. The Bob Evans here shut down. They they built a new building, and then for whatever reason, you know, it it went by the by. The only way I can get any Bob Evans suit is their mashed potatoes
1: in the store. You know, it's like okay, so what? They don't seem to be making the correlation between uh, what happened what happened to their community uh, two years ago and what's happened as a residual effect. You know, the loss of the stores, but mm-hmm. I, they're definitely tied, in my opinion. I mean, you can't destroy. Uh, an infrastructure, and then pretend that it didn't have a, a lasting, rippling effect on these businesses. I, I There were stories out about Rite Aid and CVS that have closed their stores in the inner city of Minneapolis never to go back. That means that if you live in those communities, that convenient store down the street where you got your prescriptions, it's gone.
0: Yeah, and they won't come back because... It gives them the excuse to say, well, you know what? We're not going to rethink the business model here. You, you know, they can still get their, their pharmaceuticals out. They don't have to be that small box store that helped you come into their their locations uh, to get your prescriptions, because that was always a battle between the, the Walgreens. Uh, you know, that, their big thing was they were a soda shop and a pharmacy. And, you know, for years, and they were proud of that. They built this big Big, big, uh, like five-story plaza in uh, Philadelphia. And it was a super Walgreens. And it wasn't that many years ago that they did it back in 2015, 2014. So that's not that old. Ten years. But, you know, you'll see stores like that shutting down. And now their footprint has gone from big to small. And like in uh, uh, CBS's going around to nothing.
1: You know? Well, it, it's a shame, and it's a reflection of our society and, and the situation we're in right now. I think we should end the program today, a reminder to our listeners, take a moment, if you are a religious person like I am and Bill is, you know, take a moment to have a little prayer for those victims of that tragedy in Nashville. God bless them. They didn't expect anything like this to happen to them, and you hope that nothing like this ever happens again. Also, the victims of the, the fire down in Mexico on, the, on our border, 39 people died tragically overnight waiting, I guess, to, uh, uh, to come across the border into our country. You know, we, we put out the, uh, the sign, well, you know, come on down, and, uh, and these are the things that happen when you don't have any order. You know, when you have people just charging the border, uh, things like this can happen. Uh, anyway, my friend, anything on the agenda for you today that's of interest? Are you still recovering from your maladies? or? Uh... Oh,
0: yeah, I'm doing that. You know, we're, we're you know doing all that fun stuff. It just uh, means uh, that old Billy Boy gets to, after doing the podcast, you know, take it easy for a little while. That, that's I got my much...
1: doctor's degree in that. Taking it easy? Yeah, I got a, I got a doctor's degree in goofing off. So uh, I can give you some tips, if you like, after the show is over. Uh, yeah,
0: well, you know, it might be nap time. Is that one of them?
1: <laughs> nappy nap is right there up on the list. Yes. Nappy nappy <laughs> yeah. is
0: right up at the top. Of the, no, I got <laughs> a lot of things to do. But, uh,
1: <laughs> yes, but and I have stories, but uh, no one wants to hear the stories. So I know, but no, we can talk about those some other time because we are out of time. Have a great day, my friend, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Sounds like a plan. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.